The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and visual teachings, visit mountainpark.org. Well, we are, as you can see, uh, in a significant time of transition as a church, and it's pretty obvious, a lot of things going on around here. We are just uh, literally a few weeks away uh, five weeks or so from transitioning to our new building. Uh, very excited about that. And uh, last week, if, uh, if you weren't here, I kind of walked out what the plan is going to be. And I just want to reiterate that and, and do that again with you. Just real briefly, if you would take your hymnal, uh, the bottom half of the front page there uh, has a schedule of the plan for us going forward that our last celebration here in this room is going to be September 10th. That'll be the last Sunday. That's a normal Sunday. And we'll be finishing up this raw series on September 10th. And then we're going to take a break, September 17th. We'll do something together. We'll give you some more details on that later on. September 24th will be our first uh, gathering in the new building, and that is a soft opening for us as a church. We are only mentioning September 24th here in this room. Uh, we're not even going to do an email blast on that. It's just for, uh, for those who are a part of our deal here. It's kind of a family gathering so that we could come and celebrate and uh, be thankful for uh, what God has done and for all the people who have been involved. Uh, it'll be a, just a great party. Um, that, uh, it's not where we encourage you to invite your friends. If you sneak a friend in, we'll know. Um, uh, and so, uh, so uh, the grand opening is going to be October 1st. That's the day that we're giving the media. And that's the day we would love for you to invite your curious friends. And we're going to have a major party on October 1st as well. So that's the plan, walking this out here over the next few weeks. I uh, promised you last week that I was going to... Um, give you something new here today, something we're pretty excited about. And uh, some of you will be interested in it. Some of you will, go, will be maybe disappointed or whatever. But uh, today, what I want to do is walk out with you that we have a, a new look as a church going forward. We've been working on this for a while. So we have a new logo and colors for a church. Again, some of you don't care about that kind of stuff, but some, ooh, logo, ooh. <laughs> some of you love that stuff. So uh, as you can see, somebody stole our screens. Um, no, they're actually up in the new building right now. Uh, and so I, I would just put the logo up on the screen and say, you know, there it is. Uh, and so because we don't have that, we had to figure out a different way to share it with you. So we thought we would use your screens. Uh, if you would pull out your phones, pull out your uh, uh, iPads, your Kindles, whatever you might have with you. And I know, I love that you've set it away because church, you turned it off and all that. Uh, but here, I actually want you to turn it on. Go to, if you would, go to uh, your uh, web browser and go to mountainpark.org. That uh, has been and will continue to be our website, mountainpark.org. Don't press the enter the site button, just be patient. But what uh, you'll see hopefully on there is our new logo. Uh, if if you uh, can't get that up, I know all of us are, are trying to access the internet at the same time. You might want to shut off Wi-Fi and uh, try to use your uh, data to access that. Um, there might be something else getting in the way. If you can't get it to work, if you can't get mountainpark.org to work, then uh, look at someone around you. 
okay? If you didn't bring your phone or whatever, then look over somebody's shoulder and you, you make it available, okay? Uh, let somebody kind of see it. You cuddle up with somebody and take a look at it. I just want to walk this out real briefly. How many of you can actually see the logo there? I just want to know if, if I've got anybody, just a few, just the most of us, okay? Um, Good, thanks for showing me back there. Let me uh, tell you just a couple things about our, uh, about our new logo there. It is a yellow on black look. That yellow is called Summer Yellow. We figure since we live in Phoenix and 300 days of the year are summer, we thought that would be an appropriate color for us moving forward. Uh, it's pretty kind of big and bold. Uh, the yellow on black is uh, kind of a, uh, an interesting, uh, unique kind of look there. Excited about that. The shape is a kind of a... Uh, uh, a, a mountain design, if, and you'll also see, you may not have seen it yet, but that shape has an M and a P in it for Mountain Park. I didn't see it at first, so just a little sneaky look there, but I'm not that sharp. So uh, maybe you've seen that. The third thing about our uh, logo, I just want to uh, let you in on, is that you'll notice the name underneath it uh, says Mountain Park Church. We are uh, going to change our name uh, from Mountain Park Community Church to Mountain Park Church. Uh, doesn't mean we're not interested in community. Uh, all that means is that 30 years ago when the church was planted, that phrase community church, it meant a lot. It was very important in new churches to let people know this is a church for everybody. It's not uh, a, a limited denominational kind of church. And, and so um, that's the way our church started. We are proud to be part of the Church of God movement and have been from the very beginning. Uh, and so... Uh, that community church uh, phrase means less now, and so we are just going to be church. We're just going to be Mountain Park Church, and uh, it's fewer letters. Um, and so uh, that's who we are going forward. Now, if it, hopefully if your phone works or if you're near somebody who, uh, whose phone works, press the uh, Our New Site button and see if you can get in. I couldn't get in first service, so we all just stood here for about 10 minutes while it was twirling, 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 twirling. Yeah, I'm not getting in again. You're in? We got one. Everyone, let's gather around. Let's gather around. <laughs> gather around. Everyone, they're right there. Everyone just, okay. So we got one person who's in. Let me just tell you three things about our new website. Uh, very excited about this. We've been working on this for a while. The, the whole front page, and uh, there's only one lady here in the room who's going to be able to appreciate all this. Everyone, or you, the rest of you, just, just imagine with me. The whole home page, you scroll down, lots of information, is, is not for you. The entire home page is for visitors, it's for guests, it's for those who, uh, who are uh, looking for, wondering about, perhaps uh, considering uh, uh, trying out church again or trying out church for the first time or new in the community. It is, uh, it is uh, service times and where we are and who we are. And, and uh, there's a section on there on stories. We value stories around here very deeply. Uh, we, we invite you to realize your role in God's story, that you have a story and a role to play. And so uh, that homepage is, a, is an invitation to, to all those things, uh, and it is for uh, visitors. It is not targeted for you. Up on the top right is a circle, uh, and that is an icon for the, the map for the whole website. When you click on that circle, it will uh, give you access to everything on the website, um, and so that's kind of a navigational tool there. Right next to that circle, it says, My MPC. 
Um, if you're on your computer, it, it might not on your, on your mobile phone, but certainly on your computer, right next to that, that circle up on the top right, it'll say My MPC. And that is for you. If you're a regular uh, uh, attendee here, if this is your home church, you go to My MPC. You can make that as your homepage, or you can make that as a quick link or whatever. Anything we talk about here, any announcement, uh, hey, here's what's happening in Honduras, here's what's going on in this ministry, etc. It will be accessible at My MPC. That's how you can track your own involvement and sign up for things. That's where, how you can um, track your giving, your online giving, and however you want to participate with that with the website. My MPC is for you and how that all works. Uh, it is a little bit raw. There's some bugs and there's some typos we're still working on and all that, but we wanted to get it out to you and share it with you. I'm very thankful for the hardworking, creative team of people who've been working on this. Uh, Heather, who did announcements, and, and Chris um, have been working real hard uh, to make this happen, and so very thankful for that. Good job. Good job, these guys. Good job. Uh, I encourage you uh, to, to go home. It looks a whole lot better on your computer screen. Go and check it out. There's a lot of really, really cool things there and uh, stories. We'd love for you to download your story on there and, and check it out. It'd be great. Um, I realize that it's a dangerous thing for me to start a message with, in the way that I just did. Any parent or teacher knows you never give a child a toy and then ask for their attention. Uh, and so... So uh, maybe I'm glad that the internet is not working so well because then you'll just kind of set it down. But if you would uh, try to set it down, just and please understand the lights are up nicely. I can see all of you, so I can I can see you. And don't don't do this. You know I got kids. Don't don't do this and pretend you can get away with it. I can, I'm, I, I see you. So anyway, um, the reason the homepage is all targeted towards visitors, towards those who are exploring, towards those who perhaps are, are uh, they're not comfortable yet in a church or whatever. The reason the homepage is designed that way is that we care about people who don't yet know Jesus. And that is flat out, that's the reason it's there, that's the reason we have designed it that way. We care about people who don't yet know Jesus. I don't want to call uh, sometimes they're referred to as lost people. Lost people don't want to be told they're lost people. But from, from my perspective, I would say these are people who do not yet know Jesus. And so the reason we care about people who do not yet know Jesus is that Jesus cares very deeply about them. And that it's consistent throughout his story, throughout his teachings, that he would leave the 99 to go after the one. And he cares about every uh, person in your family and in your community and in the neighborhood. Uh, he cares very deeply about, about them. I want to take a look at one of those stories here this morning. Uh, it's actually just a brief little story found in Matthew chapter 9. If you have your Bibles, you can go back to your phones now. I give you permission to go, to go uh, and, uh, and go to your Bible um, app if you have one on your phone. But uh, Matthew chapter 9, I want to look at the brief story where Matthew describes the story of Jesus calling him, calling Matthew to become one of his disciples. Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 9. The brief story goes like this. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. And may I just remind you that the tax collector was, was the loathsome role among the Jewish people. That Matthew was a, was a Jew, he was, he was in the Jewish community, but he had really turned his backs, 
his back on his fellow Jewish people by collecting taxes for the Romans. And it was a very lucrative job for him, but it was uh, social suicide for him. Uh, and he was very much hated in that role. And so there's uh, phrases repeated throughout scripture of tax collectors and sinners. And we see that here in this story that there are sinners and then there are tax collectors who are the worst of them. And so, so that's kind of this uh, phrase here. Follow me, Jesus said to Matthew. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Uh, feel free to just keep that open. I want to spend the rest of our time on those verses here, uh, here today. And I want to look at how Jesus invites us to love others through these verses. The series here that we're we're in. It's our last series here in this church. We're calling it Raw. And the whole idea is obviously we're kind of stripped down here in this auditorium and, and a lot of things have been removed and taken away and so that's part of it. But we wanted to take the opportunity here in our last few weeks here in this building that to just be reminded of when this whole thing is stripped down, when everything is just kind of peeled away, what is the church really all about? What is the gospel really all about? What is, what is life really all about when this whole thing is stripped down? Last week we talked about it's really, it's really about Jesus. I mean, the whole thing, when all is stripped away, all of the religious, uh, theological conversations, all of the great ways that we can talk about so many things, it's all about Jesus. That when we have those moments in life where we get to sit on a beach and just say, this is what life is all about, and enjoy those moments, if that moment has nothing to do with Jesus, then we are chasing shiny objects. That it is all about Jesus. Today what I want to talk about, this morning what I want to talk about is when everything's stripped away, it's all about you. When everything is stripped away, when it's just, it's, it's, it's not about any, any fancy stuff, any tech stuff, any, uh, anything like that. When the whole thing is stripped down, we are nothing without you. That what I want to make super clear here today is that church is not something for you to attend. You are the church. Church is not something for you to visit or sit and watch and you know, decide how many times do you come. You are the church. The church is nothing without us being involved. We have a small team of staff and we do our best to try to facilitate and make things happen, but, but we are not the ones who, who are doing church. You are doing church. We are nothing without you. We gather as a staff uh, regularly and pray together. And uh, just about a week ago, our staff gathered and the question that was asked to kind of stir up our prayer time was, uh, in, what, in what area of your ministry do you need God to show up in a powerful way? And almost everybody as we walked around had the same answer. Their answer to that question, in what area of your ministry do you need God to show up in a powerful way as we move towards the move to the new building, etc.? Most of the answers were you. 
Most of the answers were, we need people. We need people to serve, to volunteer, to step up, to be a part of what's going on here, to, to get involved uh, in, in leadership and volunteering in some way. That we are nothing without you. We just can't do this without you. You don't, you don't attend church. You are the church. So let me just tell you where we're going at the end of our time here today. Sort of begin with the end in mind um, so that there's no surprises. At the end, when you go through those doors that are gone, uh, uh, it's kind of interesting. The reason, the, door, the reason there's a curtain in the back and the doors are gone is that those doors are going to be, uh, they are being installed in the new church. They're going to be the main doors going into the auditorium. So that's kind of fun. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So you go, when you go through the doors that are now curtains on your way out, there's a, a booth there. And what we're going to ask you is to come and go to, to, go to that booth and sign up to, to serve, to be a part of what's going on over the next few months. As we transition to the new place, as we invite new people and, and take care of new people, etc. I'm going to invite you on your way out to check that out, to consider that, so that you're not surprised. That's where we're going. Mountain Park needs you. It's the Uncle Sam thing. Yeah, Mountain Park needs you. We need you to care about people who don't yet know Jesus. To be bothered by the fact that people who don't know Jesus are going to have a hell of a time. That just, just, just needs to be a reality for those of us who, who, who have chosen to follow Jesus. That, that Jesus says to Matthew as he, as he says, come follow me. He doesn't say, Matthew, leave your tax collector friends, those sinners, and then go live this new life following me. Jesus doesn't say that to Matthew. He says, Matthew, take your tax collector friends and your sinners. Take them to your house. Have a party because I want to be there. I'm going to bring my disciples because I want them to meet me. I want, I want them to have access to the saving grace that comes through Jesus Christ. He doesn't say separate, run from those sinners. He says invite them to your house. We need to care about, um, about those folks. And then the, it's the Pharisees who watch all of this happen. And, and it's the Pharisees. They're the religious ones. And, and they, they say, what kind of rabbi, what kind of, of spiritual leader is, is part of a party at a tax collector's house with a bunch of tax collectors and sinners? What kind of rabbi would be like that? See, the question is, when you experience the grace of God, do you have a natural tendency to want to make sure others get to experience that as well. In whatever way you have tasted the grace of God, and maybe that's just a, a slight taste so far, maybe you have been drinking deeply from the grace of God. Whatever way you've experienced that, do you want to pass that on to others? Truly. I think that's a legitimate question because sometimes we have a tendency in life to say, I figured it out on my own. They'll figure it out on their own. That's my Robert De Niro. <laughs> I know it's not very good. I'm too pale and too Canadian to do it, but, but it's fun nonetheless. I figured it out. 
You figure it out on your own. I figured out how to get through my freshman year. You figure it out on your own. I'm not helping you. I figured out how to get a job and buy a house. You figure it out. I figured out how to put food on the table. You figure it out. I figured out how to look at the website on my phone. You figure it out. You go home and look at the new website. We have a tendency sometimes to say, I got it. You figure it out on your own. When we experience the grace of God, the true grace of God, we want others to see it, feel it, touch it, drink it. On the other hand, when we experience religion, when we get the answers to our theological questions that allow our ticket to heaven to get punched, then we think, I'm good. I got my ticket. I'm taken care of. You figure it out on your own. Those are two very different things. And what Jesus says here, what he models with Matthew, is bring your tax collector and your sinner friends over. He says, I care about people. Matthew, I want you as, as a follower of me to care about those around you. It's not just about you, that we need to care about those who do not yet know Jesus. We need to, to serve on teams that are going to be impactful to other people. And so here's, here's, here's the, the, the plan um, uh, uh, going forward. And I, this is a crazy idea. I mean, this, I'm going to blow some of your minds. I'm going to blow some of your minds with this. Our plan going forward as we head into the, the new church, etc., our hope and expectation is that you are here at church for two services. <laughs> Boom! The whole idea is that you would attend one and you would serve at another. And many of you are doing this. But that's the way we've structured church. Going into the new building, we are going to start on September 24th, the soft opening. We're going to start with three services on Sunday morning, 8.30, 10, and 11.30. We are not going to do uh, Sunday, uh, we're not going to do Saturday night, even though there are benefits to a Saturday night. We're not going to do Sunday night, even though there are benefits to a Sunday night. Because it's hard to attend one and serve another when they're separated like that. When all three are together, then it's a natural thing for us to do this together. The auditorium is not going to be uh, uh, much larger than this. And so if there are new people, if the curiosity of the community means there are new people, we're, we think it's possible for us to need that third service. And we're doing them all on Sunday morning. 8.30 is likely to be our uh, backbone service. That's like the Navy SEALs of our church. We're going to get up and be there at 8.30. It's going to be our staff who have so many responsibilities for the rest of the morning. They're going to worship at 8.30. It's going to be many of our leaders and volunteers who come and attend. The whole idea is not instead of attending, would you serve somewhere? Because we want you to worship with those around you and to, and to, to experience, have an experience together as a church, attend together, and then serve somewhere in the church. Um, so that's why, uh, you know, that's kind of the way the 8.30 thing is going to roll. It's also why in children's ministry, we are going to have a different program at 10 o'clock than we are at 8.30 and 11.30. It's a, it's a different structure. It's a different program at the 10 o'clock uh, service because 
if it works out for your family, we want your kids to be able to be here for two services. They don't have to be, certainly, but we want them to be able to without getting bored and, and you know, disruptive in the second service because they've already been there, done that. It's two different services for that purpose. It's the reason in a student ministry that we're, we invite students to attend one service, middle school at 10 o'clock and then high school at 11.30. And then for the other service, if you want to stick around, we have service teams. And it's been one of the most uh, thriving and effective uh, ministries in student ministry for uh, kids to connect with one another and be a part of something meaningful is that you attend one service and you're on a ministry team for another service. You're serving in children's ministry or you're gathering and preparing for something midweek or something in your school or whatever. But it's you're attending and you're serving. You're doing it at two services. And so it's an invitation and a challenge to see if that could possibly work for you uh, as a way to, uh, to flow into the new building. That we, we just, we, Mountain Park needs you. Mountain Park needs you um, and that to, to flow out of your care for those who do not yet know Jesus. Mountain Park needs you to uh, care for people and needs you to heal people. Jesus says in response to the Pharisees, he said, what kind of rabbi is having a party with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus says, um, it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. And so Jesus says, I've come to heal those who are hurting. And for you and I, as the hands and feet of Jesus, we get to be a part of healing those who are hurting. Now I understand if if you sign up and and say, I'm I'm going to be a a greeter, I'm gonna hold a door open and I'm gonna say welcome and I'm I'm gonna wave and I'm gonna smile as somebody comes in that I'm under no illusion that that experience is going to bring relief to a woman who walks in with months of depression on her shoulders. I get that, I get that. I mean, that's, that's just not the way this works. But when you are a greeter and you're functioning in that role, you are a part of the body, you are a part of a team that together is bringing healing to that woman. That that woman, if she doesn't feel welcomed, if she doesn't feel safe, if she doesn't, uh, 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 if she feels like, like she's judged, if she doesn't know uh, where her kids go because there's a first floor and there's a second floor and she doesn't know which kid goes to which place, if her kids are screaming, no, I don't want to go there because it's scary because the people are going, come here, children. And, and I mean, if it's nasty like that, then let me just tell you, she's not coming back. She's not coming back. And she can very likely miss out on the healing that Jesus has for her. And so what this means is, as a part of the team, all of these pieces come together to create an opportunity for that woman to experience the healing that Jesus wants for her. You've likely heard this before, but people don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Many of you have heard that. People don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. I know you don't remember what I say. I've been doing this a long time. And that that doesn't help my self-esteem. That reality, it doesn't help my job security. I mean, there's a lot of things that are impacted by that. But I know you don't remember what's said here. I'm just a talking voice, blah, 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 blah. And some of you think I talk too long or whatever. And you're, I get that. 
Let me just tell you, people remember, they know how a body makes them feel. And so when that person is standing at the door and says, hey, welcome, I'm glad you're here. And then, uh, so holding that door, and then the person who is guiding them and say, hey, let me show you, um, for your younger kids, this is where they go. And uh, here, this is Cheryl, who's going to be uh, taking care of your kids. Uh, she's so happy that you're here. And Cheryl says, hey, what's your name? And Cheryl totally engages, and, 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 and all of that happens. And then, and then uh, later on, that woman has the opportunity to... Um, find out more about a, a trip to, to Mexico. And there's a group that says, oh, we'd love for you to come. And then she goes and she has this amazing experience there. And, and that, that woman uh, then at some point comes up front and there's a prayer team that comes and says, hey, um, would you mind if I prayed for you? I'd love to pray with you today. And, and then that person remembers that woman's name uh, three weeks later and says, hey, how, how's that going? All of that is way more important to that person than what I talk about here on Sunday morning. You are just as influential as I am, even though you may have less words to people, you are just as influential, influential as I am in terms of having an impact on how people feel. You understand that? That's why the greeter is so important. That's why these roles are so important. You and I are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are not here to gather the righteous we are here to heal the hurting. That's not what Jesus models here in these few verses here. It's not, I, don't, I don't care about gathering a bunch of righteous people. I want to heal hurting people. We get to be a part in small and large ways of healing hurting people. Jesus talks in these verses about caring for people and healing people. And then thirdly, loving people people. There in verse 13, then he says, he quotes from Hosea, a prophet in the Old Testament. He says, he says, go and, and research this. Ch check into this. Dig into this, he says. Here's the quote from Hosea. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. This is a profound phrase that Jesus gives. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. See, sacrifice, that flows out of obligation. Mercy flows out of love. So as you respond to tax collectors and sinners and imperfect people around you, like you, are you doing it out of mercy? Jesus says, I desire mercy. I want it to be done out of love. There's a difference between sacrifice and mercy. Sacrifice says, here's some bread. There you go. Mercy might even give the same amount of bread, but mercy says, here's some bread. I would love to give you more, and uh, I'll do all that I can to help you with the next piece of bread. Sacrifice is about what we do. Mercy is about why we do it. Sacrifice is doing what we have to do, and mercy is about doing what we want to do. It flows out of love. When Tammy and I had our first baby many years ago, and uh, little Gordon was, um, was just tiny, and my brother came from Canada, came and visited us. And my brother looked at the baby, and he, he had been married, he was gotten married the same year as me, and so he's kind of on the same phase of life, and, but he didn't have any kids. He just looked at, at our baby there and said, I could never have one of those. 
He said, I could never, I, I know there are good moments with babies, but I could never, I could never change a poopy diaper. He said, I, I could never, I know they get messy and I could never clean up all messy stuff. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't, I just, I just can't do that. And, uh, and I said, I said, it's, it's, it's different when it's your own kid. It's just different when it's your, it's, it's totally different. And he said, you mean, you mean it, it doesn't stink as much? <laughs> I said, no, it, it smells awful. I mean, it smells, and you're, you're worried about the poop, but it's the vomit that you need to worry about. I mean, that stuff, that gets everywhere, I mean. And so it's just this, this, this I remember this conversation of him just saying, I can't do it. Wonderfully, since then, he's gotten beyond that. He's got his own kids, and, and he's an he's amazing dad. He's a great dad. But it's that moment that many of you uh, know, and you can, you can, it's different to change somebody else's diaper than it is to change your own kid's diaper. That whole thing of, it's different because I love this thing so much. I love this little baby so much that the grossness and the, the inconvenience, uh, uh, it just kind of, it's in a different category. Because it's love. It's not obligation. It's not sacrifice. It's mercy. It, it flows out of love. It's just, it's just in a different category. It says that, that Jesus says we need to love other people. We need to, we need to love people that, in ways that flow out of mercy, that flows into how we care about other people and how, how we're involved with healing other people. And it's just totally different when we, when we look around at those in the lobby and we look around at those who, who don't know where to go, et cetera, and it flows out of mercy when we say, I, I really do love you and your family. Mountain Park, what we've realized this, this week and last week and what we're realizing these next few weeks, we don't need comfy chairs. I know some of you are complaining and yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need comfy chairs. We don't need fancy lights. We don't need big screens. What we need is you. We can do without all that other stuff. We can't do without you. Without you caring for those who don't yet know Jesus. Without you being a part of a team that is a part of an overall system that makes people feel differently, that brings healing to others without you mercifully loving others. Not because your arm is tied, not because, oh, I was told I gotta volunteer. Not out of that, that kind of a zone, but out of a, I really do love people piece. Mountain Park needs you. But here, here's what I wanna venture to say. This is, I'm turning the corner just a little bit here. I would also say you need Mountain Park. Before you, before you dismiss me here, here's what I mean by this. You and I, we need opportunities to serve other people, to love on other people. You and I, our hearts need it. We need opportunities to care for and heal and love other people. And and many times the, the way that life works and the way the system works and our jobs work, et cetera, there are not opportunities for us to do that to people outside of our own family. But we need it. It is an essential part of humanity. Sigmund Freud, 100 years ago, he concluded that the core desire of humanity is pleasure. 
The cord- everything flows, all of our problems, all of our, all of our struggles, all of our um, uh, uh, whatever success looks like and everything. The core desire of humanity is pleasure. And there was a, uh, someone who followed him around the same time. They overlapped in their time, but he was younger and he was certainly aware of Sigmund Freud's teaching, etc. Was a was a guy named Viktor Frankl who was a Holocaust survivor who disagreed with Freud on that central point. He said, no, the core of human desire is not pleasure, it's meaning. He wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. That you and I, we desperately long for meaning in our lives, meaning and purpose. What happens is if we don't have that, if it's not there, if that cup isn't being filled up, then we will very quickly fill it up with pleasure. If that meaning isn't filled up, we will fill it up with something that is fun, that makes us feel good. We will quickly fill that up. But what we desperately want is for that thing to be filled up with meaning and purpose. And I think this is very consistent with the 12-step approach to bringing freedom to men and women who are caught in addiction. That the whole process of, of freedom from addiction is not to say to somebody repeatedly, don't drink. The whole process is not, don't drink, don't drink. We're gonna tell you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day of the week, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. That's not the whole thing. It's not, don't drink, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't do porn, don't, 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 don't. That's not the whole thing. We can be told that till we're blue in the face. It's not gonna take care of it. The whole idea is you take all those don'ts, all those futile, foolish, pleasure-seeking pieces, and we set them aside and we fill that huge hole with something meaningful and purposeful. That's what we want. And that's what allows these things over there to say, hey, there's no room for that stuff because people are involved with caring for others and healing others and loving others. There's meaning and purpose that's going on. And so that other stuff has no room. Yes, Mountain Park needs you. Absolutely, Mountain Park needs you. But I believe respectfully that each and every one of us needs an opportunity to serve others, to experience meaning and purpose in life. And so if you have that in life as a part of your job, that you, you, you are thankful because your role as a, as a physician or as a teacher or as a public servant or, or whatever your, your job might be the, the rest of your hours, if your days are already filled with meaning and purpose, fantastic, fantastic. And you're experiencing care and healing and loving of other people, wonderful. You, your bucket of meaning and purpose is filled. You are blessed and you are a blessing to others. That's awesome. If you're currently serving here, you're serving in, um, some mini- on some ministry team and you find purpose and meaning through that and you're thankful for that, fantastic. We are so thankful that you're here. So thankful that you have poured time into investing in kids or investing in some ministry going on around here. We're so thankful. We are nothing without you. Great job.
Maybe you're sitting here right now and you knew 10 minutes ago, Alan, you already had me. Uh, uh, and so I'm, I'm ready. I know what I want to sign in on, that you are a killer guitar player and you've just been, you've just been waiting for an opportunity. You know it's time for you to try out for the band and, and be a part. Use your gift in that way as a blessing in leading us in worship. You already know that. Or you know that, that you want to be a small group leader in children's ministry or in student ministry. Do you want to have that opportunity to gather with a group of eight kids you get to know their names and take the, you take the lesson that others have prepared and you just help facilitate a conversation with that and you just pour into them and love on them. You know that's what you want to do. You're ready to do that. Fantastic. You're ready. You're great. But if you don't have that bucket filled up yet, if you don't have that meaning purpose bucket filled up yet, then our church wants to be a place where you can experience that. That's what this is. This jump in is about mercy. It's not about sacrifice. It's not about an obligation. And here, here's the easiest first step for you to take, to just, to just head out and at that booth, you can sign up to be a greeter or an usher, to be on the Connect ministry team led by Zach Schiffer. And that team is gonna need a whole lot of people in our new building to help guide people in the parking lot, guide people on their way in, greeters at the doors, making sure people know where the children are going, where the students are going, and what time this is happening, and we have new service times, and we have all this new stuff going on. You can be a host that has a significant impact on people that God's gonna bring to our, to our new building. And all you really need to, to know ahead of time is how to smile. If you got a good smile, you got this taken care of. Show me you know how to do that. Show me. Show me a little bit. Some of you back there, you need some work on that deal. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you. Show them you know how to smile. Show, show, them, show the person. There we go. See some of you got some beautiful smiles there. People will be impacted by that. You will impact how people feel when you just interact with people in that way. It's just that easy. I want to pray with you and then I want to dismiss you and uh, hopefully some of you will be able to check that out in the lobby. Would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I'm so thankful for the, the un, uncountable hours that have been invested in, in 30 years of ministry here at this church, that the number of volunteers who have poured into so many different things here at the church, God, it's, it's staggering. And we would be nothing without all that. God, I'm so thankful for all those volunteers, leaders, ministry, uh, people who are involved in ministry teams represented here in this room who are serving in significant ways. God, would you bless them? Bless them in powerful ways. God, I'm thankful for all those who are serving outside of this church and have meaning and in other ways to care and heal and love others. God, bless them. Bless them. Father, this morning I pray for any here in this room who just say, yeah, I'm not sure how to access that. I'm not sure how to open that up. God, would you just allow things to line up with the needs of the church here and the needs for us to be a part of something meaningful and purposeful? God, would you just allow those pieces to connect? Would you allow the right conversations to happen so that more tremendous stories can happen about how you have blessed us and how we can be your hands and feet in blessing others? We pray all these things, as always, in the incredible name of Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm.